This is the Truth Network. Bible Wonders of Habakkuk. Oh, what fun it is <laughs> to ponder these verses in Habakkuk and to dig into what this is. So today we're in the 14th verse, and the 14th letter of the Hebrew alphabet is a nun, which, <laughs> again, it just kind of blows my mind to ponder those concepts in lieu of the verse, especially when you consider that the 14th letter, nun, is um, often in the older scripts a picture of a fish, and, and actually in Aramaic it is a fish. Um <laughs> But it has more to do probably with great faith. And, of course, we'll get into all the different things I've thought about when it came to this being the nun verse. But you can't help but miss that just coming off the beginning because as this reads in English, and again, this is Habakkuk having asked the big question, you know, God, why is this going on? And he says, and makest men as fishes of the sea and as the creeping things that have no ruler over them. And, and so, <laughs> you know, I guess the question is, why do men so easily take the bait, um, it, it, you know, when it comes to sin, when it came to, you know, the way that Adam fell for Eve um, over God uh, in so many different ways, if you look through mankind, has <clears throat> been easily captured by the bait. Uh, and And of course, that's why I guess God made us or Jesus had talked about us being fishers of men. And, of course, he's going to speak a lot to this whole idea of fishing, and specifically with nets coming up. But, you know, today we just got to consider, like, what he's asking God is why do men so easily fall for these schemes? Or worse, they have no ruler over them, like the creeping things. Um, and, and again, they, the, the idea is that they, they find no restraint and they do things that lead them into captivity essentially is what's going to happen. And, and, and of course, Habakkuk is trying to understand. And I think these are great questions and something to certainly ponder. And as I pondered them, I, I, I really can came to the conclusion that the, the struggle is faith, which has to do with that whole letter none and light right? That when we lose faith that God is going to be able to meet our needs, <laughs> however that works, you know, then we go for the bait. But if we're completely convinced that God is all we need, then we don't go for any other debates, right? And we don't actually go to, you know, to seek leadership from the government or leadership from some false person when we, when we know that the, we've heard the master's voice, right? And we as sheep follow his lead, right? And, 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 you know, as he said, follow me, you know, pick up your cross. And, 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 you know, that does lead to suffering, no doubt. And that suffering <laughs> is ways that you prove that none, that faith, that great faith that it takes in, in order to be what God wants. But the underlying question of that is, you know, why did God give us that attribute to be so gullible? And, and I've thought about that, and I guess one, one of the joys of my life was to get to teach special needs all those years. And, and those are some of the most innocent people, and the delight of that innocence I see in God, you know, that he delights in that none, that totally humble person, that totally, you know, that, 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 that 
clearly is not full of themselves. <laughs> you know, that idea of innocence, the innocence card that I've talked about so many times. And it's so beautiful when you come across somebody who's completely innocent, but at the same time, they have great faith in God. I mean, that's it. That's the picture of what we were meant to be and what a beautiful thing that we can begin that process. And, and it's really good that we think about, I think, you know, why is it that men are so easily captured? What is it that, that God did in order to make us so gullible? And it's fascinating that, unfortunately, as, be, as you fall more into the, the realm of sin, you become harder and harder and less innocent and less, you know, of that idea of humble because pride takes over and, oh, my gosh, it's, it's a pretty ugly thing. So just yesterday morning, <laughs> I had a chance to experience God meeting my needs, right? Because I um, was set to um, give the message at church yesterday, and one of the things I really wanted to do was take communion with everybody, which I had never done at that church before. And so Tammy and I had gotten up the night before, and we had not gotten up. We'd, we'd stayed up and made matzah so that we could have, you know, real matzah, real kosher matzah in order to take communion, which we thought would be delightful. And I was getting all ready for my morning service and so excited as I'd had such a wonderful weekend. And first thing happened when I got up, I, I looked down and my mother-in-law who often sits in my chair and is somewhat of a difficult person to deal with had spilled coffee all down into the power strip, which essentially fried the power strip and then left my tablet uncharged. So I couldn't study the way that I wanted to. Plus it was a big mess that she hadn't said anything about that hadn't cleaned up, you know, and I immediately went from this uh, position of like holiness to aggravated <laughs> and not in the place, you know, where of innocence by any means, but a, a place of pride and all sorts of things that, that, that obviously I had to take up my cross. And fill that with, you know, how can I forgive my mother-in-law? How can I get to the place where God wants me right here? And in other words, here was my moment of suffering, a chance to prove my faith, you know, before I could even get to the place where I knew I needed to be. And the beauty of it was that God, you know, gives us all these opportunities all the time. (laughs) You know, thorns in the flesh. I've got so many different ones in so many different places. You know, it's beautiful that my pride so easily besets me. And that pride being, you know, that I, I begin to put my faith in myself, in, in things I've done in the past and all sorts of shenanigans. And oh my goodness, it does not lead to the letter none. It leads to, uh, does not lead to humility. It, it, it leads to pride. And so it's fascinating that as we look at this letter none verse, right. And, and think about the way that we cannot be um, as fish that are easily caught in a net, or we can be the kind of fish that would be the church, is has to do with completely letting go of our pride and taking up our cross and, and taking up our faith that God's going to meet our need, which is much, much, much easier said than done. <laughs> and so it's interesting that the, the word ictus, or the reason that the early Christians were called fish, right? is that idea of ictus is an acronym that the, that, the, that the early Christians took the Greek word for fish, which is ictus, which, which starts with this uh, I kind of thing that also is the way they start the word Jesus. So the way they had Jesus Christos, right, or it's ictus Christos, you know, that I see would be Jesus Christ. 
and then that then they would use theo that t sound would be for god and then that last that sort of s sound at the end of that would be god's son and so it's kind of neat when you think about this particular fish is jesus christ god's son and you know how that is so much um what we desperately need and no doubt to be fishers of men because we know that they're desperately seeking every single person is seeking that which only God can fulfill. And so they are hunting, they are hungry, they are thirsty. And the beautiful thing is if we can help them through our testimonies and that take on the yoke that would be yoked, not like these creepy things, but that they would literally take Jesus's yoke, which is what he's talking about here. And that takes great faith. So there you have the nun. We thank you so much for listening. It's so much fun to chase this with you. 